Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. Another edition of No Bets Barred, this time for UFC Apex 76. Strickland versus Magomedov. Uh, The one we've all been waiting for. Yeah. (laughs) This is the one. Um, Matchmaking, brilliant. Uh, Completely understand why they did this. Uh, We're back at the Apex. It's the Holiday best venue weekend. for fights in the world. Uh, yeah, July I mean, fourth weekend. Can it get better? Can it get better, Connor? I'll make a sales pitch to you on this one. I'll, I'll make a sales pitch, and you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do that right now. Uh, first and foremost, it starts at four o'clock. Uh, I think that's something we need to highlight here. Uh, six card, six fight main card. That's just a staple of the Apex. I love when they do that. Top three fights are pretty sick. Like, the matchmaking is weird in the main event, but that doesn't make it any less of a huge fight for Sean Strickland. This is a huge fight for Sean Strickland. If he loses, he may never get a title shot. I mean, it certainly is uh, important that he not lose, uh, but we can get into what he gains with a victory. Um, But yeah, you know. Abus, I mean, listen, Abus Magomedov is 25-4. and Magomedov, Magomed, we're putting the name thing on the line again. And say he comes out here and he starches or he finishes Sean Strickland in a rather quick and impressive fashion. Uh, German MMA is here, baby. I mean, okay. Uh, do we care even if he does? That's my question. That's my my question. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. This is just not a fight card. Uh, all right. All joking aside, I mean, yes. If he comes out here and he like and he starches Sean Strickland in round one or two, yeah, I'll I'll be like pretty. I don't know if I'm going to say excited, but uh, I'll be like I'll be interested. I'll be interested. It will be an interesting development because Sean Strickland is pretty clearly a top ten guy, so thus Magomedov will now be a top ten middleweight. I'll still have a million questions about him, um, but it's it's just a weird fight. It's a super weird fight. I don't know why we're doing it, um, but there's a couple got, fights on this card that I'm not event, sure why we're doing. I guess it. there's there's a couple fights on this. Almost card. all the fights sure. in this card. I'm not sure why we're doing it, but uh, second fight of the night or the co-main event: Return of Demirs Magulov, 24 and two. Grant Dawson, 19 and one. This is a nice matchup. Great fight. 
It's a great fight. No issues with this fight whatsoever. Love this fight. Michael Morales? Not, I will say a little bit. Okay. I'll say a little bit not sure what we're doing with the co-main event either, just because Ismagulov said he's retiring. Then he says, yes. I've got one more fight on my contract, so I guess I'll fight it out. So Grant Dawson, very much not retiring. A top up-and-comer. If Ismagulov wins and then does follow through and retire, we've just killed off Grant Dawson for no real reason. So a little bit of a question, but the fight's too good for me to care beyond that. No main issues. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I will also say not the greatest co-main event would be just like an absolute banger on a pay-per-view prelim. I mean, I think this I think this should be a pay-per-view main card fight. We're talking about two top 20 lightweights, best division in the sport. Um, I have no issue with this being a co-main, even if it doesn't have the name value. Uh, but I mean, when you've got... When you've got headliners like Abus Magomedov to carry the load promotionally, you don't need name value in the co-main event. Michael Morales back. 14-0, Ecuadorian fighter, trying to carry the Ecuadorian flag as as Marlon Chido Vera has done. Yeah, I got no issues with this fight. This fight's a fun as hell scrap. So there, there are a couple of things that are fun here. There's just a lot of me being like, I don't really know what's going on. And that's okay. But Kim Connor, we got all we have an hour to talk about this fight card because I'm gonna news flash people. I don't have many bets this weekend to get into. Can we talk about Ilya Tapuria? Can we just talk about Ilya Tapuria? Uh I mean, I can wax poetic on this dude for hours. Uh I I didn't really get my chance to on the MMA hour yesterday. So yes, I am more than happy to discuss Ilya Taporia. Can we can we first acknowledge uh that Ilya, that fight ends by KO just a horrible beat that somehow this fight did not get 50-42 scorecard occurred. Uh yeah, just... I spit my cereal out when I heard that 50-42. I was I was shocked. Thought it was 3-10-8, got to see the mythical 10-7. Uh <laughs> I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Like I was I was almost I think on the a high. It's fine. I have no issue yeah. with the scorecard. I am just shocked that somehow we did not get a finish. Well, I mean, just Josh clubbed Emmett. him around for twenty five minutes. It's unbelievable. Literally did what he wanted to. the The sky is quite literally the limit for this dude. I mean, the fact that he is repping Spain, repping Georgia. Neither of them have had a champion. He is supremely talented. He is a sick fighter. I mean, if you watched the 25 minute masterclass that he put on Josh Emmett, it was, it was a thing of beauty. And like, this has now propelled him into the top five at featherweight. He's good looking. He dresses like a superstar. He has the girlfriend to boot. Not only carries himself like one carries himself like a superstar. Uh, Oh yeah. By the way, he's only 26, uh, which is just a problem for everyone. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could just go on forever. Like the dude is for me now, he has come into the realm of must see television. Like the next time he gets a fight announced, whether it be a title fight or a number one contender, it is going to light up my day when I, when I find out that he's got a new fight date announced. Uh, yeah. I mean, he has firmly implanted me as an Ilya Taporia fan. It's got to be a title fight. Like, I don't care. You don't. Josh Emmett just fought for an interim strap. 
dominant performance. This man needs to be the next guy to fight the winner of Alexander Volkanovsky, Yair Rodriguez. I've already kind of teased, you know, probably going to be picking Yair for the upset. I think Ilya is the next champ. You know, whether he beats Volk to take it, whether he beats Yair to take it, I think this man's next fight is for a title and he gets it. And what I'm the most excited about, Connor, is in like four years, you've got Ilya Tapuria, the featherweight champion, putting together a big dominant run over this division. A couple title defenses tucked comfortably underneath the belt. He starts getting eyes, eyes up to the lightweight division. And in a few years, you know who's at the lightweight driver's seat, the man running the show up there. It's another 26-year-old. Armand Sarukian. We're going to get a Tapuria Sarukian champ feed champ fight in the year of our Lord 2028. And buddy, I cannot tell you how excited I am for that fight. I'll let you drive the bus uh, on that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the. Let's, let's just get a UFC Spain first before we start talking about champ champs. Maybe status. we do that in Spain. All I'm saying is I'm going to be the first. I'm the first guy in MMA media. Clip it. Save this clip right here. 2028 Tapuria Sarukian champion champ fight. It's going to just be the best thing going that year. Uh, well, back to your point about uh, getting a title shot next. The timeline just matches up so well, too. Ideal. Like two weeks later, the champ's fighting. Like, it's just like, now here's the thing. Here's where it could get muddy. If, if Yair does win then we could be looking at the immediate rematch situation. Oh, I mean, we're definitely getting an immediate rematch, and that's okay. You just you sit Ilya down. You say, Ilya, I know you say you want to fight in Spain. That's not really on the on the docket for us right now. We're running this rematch back. It's gonna The rematch is going to happen in November. You're going to be front row right there setting up for the winner of that rematch. This, this is how business is conducted in the UFC. He, he says, okay, you know, I can wait six months to, to get my title shot. And I think that's okay. Okay. All right. So you're, you're, you're thinking either a November title shot, Ilya versus Volk, or April, he gets the winner of the rematch. Absolutely. Or what? I guess there is some small yeah, world where yeah. Volk loses to Yair and then says, yep. F it, I'm moving up to lightweight. Whoa. Uh, that's where I want to be anyway. I want to get my own rematch. He's going to move up and try and fight. You know, Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, one of those dudes. I could see that being a thing, even though I don't think I'd say that's like a two percent chance of happening. But either way, Ilya Tapuria should not be fighting until he is fighting for the belt. He has done everything that needs to be done. You are not adding any shine to this after that performance on ABC prime time. Just everything you want from a title contender. You also have to keep in mind there is a world where we just really. Get we draw the short straw. Yair upsets Volk at UFC 290 International Fight Week. They rematch in November at MSG. Volk gets it back, and then we have to do a trilogy fight. Now we're clogging up old 145. I guess that could happen. I don't know that they'd immediately do a trilogy, but maybe they would. Um, feels like if Volk gets it back, they might just say, okay, uh, Volk righted the wrong, quote-unquote, now let's do Ilya, but We'll have the answers to all of those in just a couple of weeks. And Best case I am scenario. just firmly of the opinion that Ilya should not be fighting Max Holloway uh, for any reason whatsoever. Best case scenario, Volk wins. 
MSG, Elia, Volk. Boom. I mean, let's do it. It's e- yeah. easy. Sells itself. I have to say, uh, there is now a heavy burden on Elia Tavori's shoulders, though. Uh, just in the the heat of the moment, the the performance by Elia, him saving my night by cashing the parlay. I had paella the next night. I ordered some Elia Tavori merch. Got myself. Oh, that is a heavy burden. The merch goes with the man, I have to say. The merch is sick. Uh got got a nice sweater, got the rose on it. The it's it's it looks it's very Holloway-esque in the merch. It's like it feels like it's a designer type thing. Uh so yeah, the burden to bear for Ilya is a heavy one now. Uh, you know, he's got great shoulders though. I think he can I think he can withstand that burden. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got him up on IG. He's gained about 200,000 followers since uh, the fight. So uh, it feels like that ABC spot and putting on a performance like that has definitely boosted our man up. I mean, that's that's just how you do it. Um, just a great, great effort from him. And also, quick shout out, great effort from Macy Barber. Just turning, turning the franchise around. I did sick not, fight, dude. Did sick not think fight. much of her. You know, given where she, her early foibles, still only 25, getting better every time out. You know, Mendehiba is probably not really a flyway, but can't take that away from her. Macy Barber just doing doing damn good things. Oh, man. She is she is game as game comes. Was, uh, was there anything else we missed from that card? I mean, Brendan Allen just being Brendan, Brendan Allen. Friggin' beast, man. He is a beast. Uh, that's a guy that is. Man, from from getting knocked out by Chris Curtis just like 18, 19 months ago to where he is now. Crazy jump. Bunch of young, bunch of young pups looking real good on Mate- Saturday. He's not that young, but Mateus Rebecki looked fantastic. He mm-hmm. beat the hell out of Loic. Tabitha and, Ricci. Uh, Tabitha Ricci did sort of what we expected. And uh, Flyweight Under is officially dead. 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 Officially never, dead. I'll never bet another Flyweight Under again. Yeah, as we're, long as I live. It, uh, we had a great run. Yep. But, you know, go ahead and engrave the tombstone. Yep. Uh, 2022 to, uh, what is this, June 2023. Yep. Great run. Uh, we'll think of you fondly forever. Yeah, so uh, Zalga Sumagulov, how fitting nail in his career is also the nail in Flyweight Unders. It's uh it is what it is. You yeah, know, I also it thought is. it was going to be a really violent card, and like it didn't end up that way. Dumas goes to a decision. Uh, Trevor Pete goes to a decision. Uh, Ilya goes to a decision. Uh, yeah. Neil Magny so, and Phil Rowe decision. Yeah, yeah no. Nah, we really would have been an upside-down land had they gotten a finish there. Uh, but that was UFC Jacksonville. I mean, fun card. Day card. Went to an MLS game. Watched our Atlanta United afterward get slaughtered for um, nothing. Here in uh, New York. Let's go. Love, love a day card, especially when you got plans in the evening. You can just kick your feet up. You don't got to worry about it. You can kind of just take in what happened, digest it. Uh, and I got to digest the big old platter of Ilya Taporia. It went down smooth. I, uh, Ilya Taporia was the baby. only one I saw live, but it was great. Enjoyed the hell out of it. And, uh, you know, ready to. Work through this week as well. Oh, yeah, I had a losing week, by the way. Uh, no oh, sorry. shocker there. I had a losing week. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, we appreciate the sport. Something new and different uh, for us. 
honestly, if you're just here Losing to fade weeks. the picks, I respect it. Some guy sent me, he was just like, I love you, man. But uh, yeah, I just did a round robin with the exact opposite of your picks and I cashed out. I'm like, oh, of course fair you play. Did. I'm like, fair, like, I like, it's a dickhead move, like for sure, but I couldn't even be mad because I was it's like, bad karma, but yeah. Yeah, but I was like, fair play, dude. Like, t- the fact that you round robin them, I respect even more. That you were like, let me just take all the opposite. Like, I got, re- he, he follows me. Like, he he interacts with my tweets and stuff, uh, usually in a positive way. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was just like, respect to you, man. But I had to do it. And yeah, I mean, sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, we're down in the dumps. We're halfway through the year and I'm just kind of getting my ass beat. Just playing jump rope with this down 20 units line. Like, it's just like a couple good weeks, get slaughtered couple good weeks and back to the old slaughterhouse it's just like <laughs> 2023 has been a tough year tough tough year here's a little motivation i'm down about 23 units on the year i got a memory after international fight week last year i was only up like 24 units on the year which i would cut off my left hand for right now but I ended the unit the year up like 66 units. So there's still time if I can get it together. And and what I'm going to instill in myself, five bet limit. Wow, the discipline. Discipline. Each week, five bet limit. I had 14 bets last week. I had 14 bets. You're just guaranteed. Okay, that, that was a lot of bets. <laughs> guaranteed to look like an asshole by the end of that. So five bet limit. And guess what I have this week? I got five bets. See, I'm I'm thinking about going the opposite and just betting every fight every time and seeing what happens. Losing can't is do what's worse. going to happen. Can't, I can't. Lose. I'm already losing. All right. See, see, like I'm not doing great, but I could definitely do worse. There's no de- doubt I can do worse. Like I'm having winning weeks. I, mean, I could I could do but worse I'm just giving it back. <laughs> but like listen, I'm having winning weeks, but fun. I but I just give it back too often on these on these weeks where I have 18 bets. And like 35 units of exposure. That's when I give it back. I can definitely do worse. And I don't plan on doing worse. See, I'm thinking that maybe what I just do is I I pick exactos. Every fight, I pick exactly the round and method. And if I can just hit like two of those a week, oh, man. I'm probably getting close to, close to green. So. Maybe. This seems like a, a bold strategy. Either way, let's get into it. UFC Apex 76, 24 away from the big 100 at the beautiful Apex. We start with the main event. Middleweight bout, Sean Strickland taking on Abus Magomedov. Right now, Sean Strickland can be had for minus 170. Abus Magomedov coming back as the underdog. Plus 125, wow. These these odds have updated. Sean Strickland now minus one forty five. I was just going off a of memory there. Mm. Uh, I all right. I have nothing on the main event. I think it's a big fight for Sean Strickland. But there is the Magomed rule. There is the Magomed rule. If, which... you, if, if you have Magomed in your name, fifty two ten and one in the UFC. That's pretty good. But but in their last four, one two and one. But that one had to have been Avis, correct? Yeah, it may have been Avis. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
I got no action on this. Uh, actually, that's not true. I lied. I'm going to have action on this. I forgot I because I I lied. I forgot uh, that I was going to give you all of the notes I wrote down, which are, I don't know what the hell is going on in this fight. I don't know why this fight was booked. I'm not really sure why it's so closely lined, but I also can't feel any level of confidence in betting either end of it because Avis Magomedov is a mercurial fighter. Like he, he's shown some really big flashes over his career, some uh, knockout power, slick grappling, seen some good, some good stuff from it, but we've also seen him just sort of get knocked out <laughs> by uh, Taylor, whatever um, Louis Taylor uh, in, in PFL, like just almost immediately. So it, it's hard to have any real expectations for him. I mean, he's coming in here, with one UFC win, yes, it was a, a trouncing, but it's a Dustin Solfas. It's not like that's the most impressive thing. Where Sean Strickland has consistently been one of the top, you know, 10, 15 best middleweights in the world for a couple of years now. So I did what had to be done, Connor. I couldn't get an answer to it. I gave it to the to the machines. Our Chat GPT bet of the week is gonna be the main event. And I'll tell you what, Chat GPT, they gave me an answer. It wasn't even the normal exciting answer where they give me like a, a deep thing. All of the, uh, so I'm not even going to bore you with it. I'm just going to get to the point of it. Judges scorecards are called to decide the victor. And after a tense moment, decision was announced. Sean Strickland emerges as the winner by unanimous decision, a hard fought victory. And that's it. It's just going to be Sean Strickland doing Sean Strickland things. Avis is not going to find that one piece of offense that gets Sean Strickland out of there. He's not Alex Pereira. And uh, it, this is just going to be a classic Sean Strickland fight. I'm betting Sean Strickland straight up at minus 145. You could convince me of Strickland by decision since nine of his 13 UFC wins have come by decision. And ChatGPT says it's going to be by decision. But, you know, I, I'm just taking the straight minus 145 action on Sean Strickland. Yeah, I mean, he's not the biggest power puncher in the world. But I this this fight is... Plus, I saw 150 earlier, now plus 130 to go to a decision. Strickland to win by a decision, plus 210. I mean, five rounds is is sort of the scary thing on that, but Strickland's gone to decisions in five-round fights like three or four times already. In his, uh, I'm sorry, one, two, four times uh, in his UFC career already, so... He's not. He's just not a huge finisher in that regard. But at the same time, Abus is so mercurial. Sometimes he just steps on the banana peel. I mean, if Lewis Taylor can knock him out, Sean Strickland can certainly find find a finishing punch at some point in that fight. So I'm just taking Strickland straight. But I do think that you know you could at least convince me that it wouldn't be a bad bet. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... 
You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, that's the main event. I think Sean Strickland gets it done by unanimous decision, just gets on the bike and kind of just gives him a, a UFC veteran lesson. Uh, we'll go to the co-main event, lightweight bout. Demir is Magulov taking on Grant Dawson right now as Magulov can be had for minus 115. Grant Dawson coming back, minus 105. I guess I'm kind of surprised that this fight is so closely lined. But then the Demir stuff, like retiring, and now it's like, oh, I got one more fight, I'll finish it out. I don't know. It kind of scares me off of him. Like, I've always been high on Demir, but this... There's a world where he's not as motivated. I mean, if if it was my last fight and I just knew that for a fact and I was just finishing out a contract, I can't imagine I would be as motivated. The the retirement thing's always sketching and it feels like the market is correcting to that. Yeah, I uh I'm on Grant Dawson. This is one of my four bets this weekend. Um I got him at plus one hundred. Just got him at the plus money before that line turned. Uh Part of it is just if he's going to retire in his last fight, what's his motivation? Is his, is his heart going to be in this? I have no idea. Feels like it wouldn't be, but maybe maybe it is. But even if it is, I, I sort of just like the matchup for Dawson. Um, I mean, we saw Armand Sarukian just sort of relentlessly wrestle Demir Smogulov. And Ismogulov is a, a very good defensive wrestler, but Sarukian got him down seven times. Now he shot 20 times, but got him down seven times, was able to to hold position control for extended periods. And Grant Dawson, eerily similar um, with his wrestling statistics to Armin Sarukian, talking 3.4 per round versus 3.8, 36% efficiency versus 34. He is that sort of high-octane chain wrestling grappler. I think he can do exactly the same thing to Ismogulov here. Uh, I would give Demir a little bit of an advantage on the feet, but it's not huge. And I think Dawson can just sort of keep getting after him. And if he does get advanced, you know, he does get those takedowns, can't get controlling positions. I think Grant Dawson's a better finisher, a, a better uh, submission grappler than Sarukian. If he gets the back, it's a wrap. Uh, I just like Grant Dawson, particularly against a pot- potentially less motivated Demir. So took him straight up. All right. I don't mind that at all. It's kind of dicey with the with the Demir situation. Uh, and Grant Dawson is an excellent fighter. Um, also, the grappling exchanges that Armin got off last fight. I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'm staying away from that one. 
Staying away from the co-main and the main event. I don't do that too often. That's uh, a rarity. That's what we call discipline. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Welterweight bout. Max Griffin taking on Michael Morales. Not Miles Morales. Shout out to the new Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Already seen it twice. It's fantastic. Michael Morales can be had for minus 240. Max Griffin plus 200. I think Michael Morales is probably going to win this fight. Max Griffin kind of aging. Michael Morales, finisher, young, talented, but the price tag and the amount that Michael Morales does get hit and him being 23, kind of not the most experienced fighter, can't fully trust him. Minus 240 is just a lot for me to pay. I think he's going to win, but I'm not playing it. What is the exact note I have is just... I can't lay this price on Morales. I do think he's going to win, but Max Griffin's exactly that sort of, you know, veteran dangerous guy who has enough tools that can knock over the apple cart, really upset a sort of young guy who's still a little bit unproven. Um, You know, if you're on, if you're on Morales, he's a parlay piece, you're probably going to be okay, but there's still a little too much risk for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's keep it rolling. Main card. Women's flyway bout Ariane Lipsky taking on Melissa Gatto right now. Gatto can be had minus 215. Ariane Lipsky plus 185. This line is on the move. I am on Melissa Gatto. Uh, I think she is going to be able to get the takedowns here. Yes, last time out, Lipsky showed improved takedown defense. And I mean, she, she just looked improved overall against J.J. Aldrich. Uh, she looked great in that fight. Cash for some people as a huge underdog. But I don't really rate J.J. Aldrich that high, and I think Gatto is just going to be stronger, more explosive, and, and be able to get those takedowns. And, and from there, I, I think she's going to have a lot of success. Just re-watching some of Lipsky's old fights, I mean, man, I was on her against, I was on her against Cachoeira, and that was just... I've never felt money just burn out of my hands faster than that Cachoeira fight. It was just... Whew, from that opening bell, it was just a complete just tsunami of punches, and then she was done. Uh, obviously, the Aldrich fight, she looked good in. The, the Shevchenko and the De La Rosa fight, that second round, I mean, she just got run through, and that is not the best level of competition. Finished three times in the UFC, uh, and I actually think Gatto, if, if the takedowns are successful, I think she is definitely live for a finish here. Looked into those prices, not... Not even close to to what I was hoping to get. It feels like Vegas is kind of kind of in agreement with me. Uh, I mean, Gatto wins inside the distance plus one thirty. Not gonna lie, when I was looking at the number, I was like, yeah, but I can get like plus two fifty on this. I think I'm gonna play it. Uh, did not get that. Gatto wins by KO six fifty. I'm just gonna ride with Gatto though. Don't hate the bet. Uh, I think Gatto's gonna win, but I feel a little bit. Uh, like with the previous fight, I just don't love the price. Um, I think Gatto's a better grappler, the more aggressive fighter, certainly. But, you know, Litsky's game enough. Things could get weird. I don't have a huge amount of trust in Gatto uh, to lay mine over minus 200 on her. Um, just stayed away. But I do think she's going to win the fight. So, All right, let's go to the last fight on the main card. There may be one more. I believe, I believe that there are two there. more because I believe it's a six-fight main card. It is a six-fight main card. 
there's one more. This will be the fifth one. Uh, Benoit Saint-Denis taking on Ishmael Bonfim. Right now, Bonfim can be had for minus 295. Benoit coming back at plus 245. Yeah, this could be recency bias, but I was incredibly impressed with Bonfim at 283 uh, against Terrence McKinney. And that just kind of got me to look more into him, look deeper, dive deeper. Uh, like the dude has not lost in nine years, and that was the Hanato Moicano. And I think he's just going to be able to have a ton of success on the feet. Uh, I mean, Benoit's looked great since the Aleski, Zaleski, Dos Santos loss. Um, but man, did he, he was just eating it there. That fight should have been stopped several occasions. I think Ishmael Bonfim is going to be able to get Benoit out of there. Um, the only worry is if this goes to the ground consistently, Benoit has some pretty lethal submissions, eight subs on his record, got one in the UFC, uh, Bonfim 19 and three, all three losses by submission. However, yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, uh, Bonfim's going to win this fight. It's, But again, I'm going to repeat this like a thousand times. I just don't want to lay the price. Um, it it's just feels like this entire card is a little bit like that for me this week of, all right, here are a bunch of guys who are pretty good, but they're taking on matchups uh, in ways that they're maybe a little unproven. In this case, Bonfim taking on Benoit Saint-Denis, who... I also like, like, he's not the best fighter in the world, but shown some good things like Bonfim, young, developing, sort of could, you know, is a little bit bigger. He's uh, a little bit better of a grappler, I think, if we get into those exchanges. it's it, There's just a lot of questions that I don't have answers to, so I'm passing on it. But, I mean, at, at this, I'm passing on it at the price. If I could get a little bit better, I'd probably be involved, but I just can't lay minus 295 here. I laid minus 300, if that makes you feel any better. Parlayed him up with old Garam, which we can get into later. Mm. What'd you get Garam at? We'll get into that. I, okay. Yeah. We'll get into that. Uh, we keep it rolling to a middleweight bout. Nurselton Ruzibayev taking on Bruno Ferreira. Another guy. Well done. What a, no- what a pro you are. <laughs> I try. I try. I mean, this is a tricky name fight. Uh, another guy that impressed me at 283. I mean, did anybody see this man putting RoboCop clean out in the very first round? Did not. Did was, not. Kid looked amazing. Kid looked amazing, man. I mean, he, sure, he he did get hit. Uh, but that counter. I mean, he's got insane power, dude. Ten wins, ten knockouts, all under the one and a half. He can push the pace. He can. He obviously the the counter is how he got RoboCop. Uh, yeah, I mean, a pretty exciting prospect here uh, for the Brazilians. Ruzabaya have a ton of experience, not against the best people in the world, uh, but he does have eight straight first round wins. Twenty four of his thirty four have come in the first round. Um, I did take the under one and a half. Only concern is Ruzabaya kind of slowing it up with the grappling. Um, plus Ruzabaya is going to be the way bigger dude. Six, four. Haven't gotten a reach on him yet, dude. But Robocop was six, three. So it doesn't seem like Ferreira struggled too much there. Um, yeah, I I think we're going to see a finish early. Wouldn't shock me. Um, if, if we did, 
But yeah, I could also again, I could also like, just be so wrong because uh, yeah, I thought there was going to be a ton of finishes last week. Yeah, I uh, I I won't pretend like I went back and watched a ton of Ruzabayev tape. Saw a little bit, um, and it's enough to maybe be like, I don't know if he can get a takedown, he can win this fight. Uh, Fajeda can obviously knock out any human being alive. He did that to Robocop. Just not not worth the price of admission. If I'm just guessing. I would say Fajardo gets an early knockout, but I, an infinite number of unknowns for me because Fajardo, 10 fights, we still don't know so much about him even coming off of that enormous win. And certainly going into that win, I did not see that coming at all. So now I have to reevaluate him. Uh, it's a boring episode. I'm sorry, guys. I have no bet on this fight either. <laughs> uh, yeah, this might be pound for pound worst episode we have had to date, but uh, we continue to trudge along because we're going to flip the script next week. International Fight Week, baby. Best. There's going to be a lot of, lot of bets on International Fight Week. <laughs> Uh, let's keep it rolling to a fight that I am excited about. Doesn't really make sense why they made it. Definitely doesn't make sense why it is on the prelims. Kevin Lee, the return of the Motown phenom, taking on Renat Fakhredinov. Um, Right now, Fakhredinov minus 200, Kevin Lee plus 170. Uh, any action on this? No action on this, and if you have action on this, God bless you, because Kevin Lee is simply not a man that I can bet on, and he's almost a man I still don't want to bet against because he's so damn talented. His, you know, the Diego Sanchez fight is means I can never bet money on Kevin Lee again because Diego Sanchez is washed, and Kevin Lee tried to lose that fight. Like he tried really hard at the end of it. But at the same time, I can't get some of the Kevin Lee highlights knowing what Kevin Lee can do. And the fact that he's – this is insane. He is 30 years old, yeah, Connor. 30. 30 years 30. old. 30. And like – and we're, we talk about him as if he's completely shot, and he kind of maybe is. Could it's, be. It's such a fascinating, weird career because physically he shouldn't be. And it, it – it, I can't tell whether it is just – you know, he just was one of one of those guys who had a really short window, and that window's over. Or if it's entirely mental, and he can't can't get it between the years, and that's just where he's at. But can't possibly bet him. But at the same time, do I really want to bet against a man who sent Gregor Gillespie to the land of wind and ghosts? Gregor Gillespie, a guy I think incredibly highly of as a fist fighter, and you know, we're not fuck fuck. Uh, I, I am not you. Renat Fakredinov. Shout out to my man. Renat. I'm going to go with Renat. Beast. Because I can say Renat. Renat, Renat has been unbelievable, but I'm not like nearly as high on him as I was at one point on Kevin Lee. And Renat's wins have just not been over like super quality competition. So I think he should win and I would feel at least some level of confidence, but I don't want to be on the other side of the Kevin Lee renaissance. You know, if Kevin Lee comes out here making a statement in his return, he's got it figured out. I don't want to be the guy that bet against him at this point. So I'm, I am passing on this. I don't know about you. I don't want to be the guy that bet against Kevin Lee's renaissance either. Um, I can tell you that much. What I do want to be Who is... Who does? Who wants to be that guy? I want to be the guy that bet on Kevin Lee's renaissance. 
And for that reason, look at you go Motown Phenom, a little plus 200 action. Let's see what we can do. Uh, yeah, I mean, we might be coming back to me on Monday, just like you fucking dolt. Like, why did you do that? Did you not see the Diego Sanchez fight? Uh, have you seen the surgeries this guy has had? Uh, he's washed and fuck Rednov is a relentless grappling machine that doesn't stop. He's had two fights, 30 minutes, 27 of those minutes spent in positions of control time. Even got a knockdown, registered a knockdown against Brian Battle. Uh, I'm seeing he's 20 and one. I'm seeing he's 21 and two. Seeing a lot of different things. What I do know is what you said. Of those 22, 21, 23, however many fights he's had, about 17 or 18 of them have been against Cairns. Uh Kevin Lee, he's had about 18 fights alone in the UFC. I mean, this guy debuted when he was 21 years old against Ally Quinta. Uh, the competition, the level of competition in this is wide by a big margin. Um, if Kevin Lee is not even going to say if Kevin Lee is the old Kevin Lee, because I know that is very, very unlikely to happen. If Kevin Lee is a semblance of himself, then I think he's a live dog here because if Renat can't get the takedowns, which Kevin Lee, very, you mentioned it, how talented he is. I, I think he can win some of these scrambles. I think he can stay away from just getting completely controlled for all 15 minutes. And then if this stays standing, I mean, do we really know what Renat's stand up, Renat stand up looks like over the course of a 15 minute fight against a guy like Kevin Lee? I think, I think, I think he's alive. I think he's alive. And I think he's got a chance at winning this fight. And how cool would it be to be the guy that supported the renaissance of Kevin Lee, the Motown phenom, Kevin, Keith, both winning in life. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Andreas, Andreas Michaelitis had Renat in a couple tricky spots. Kevin Lee could do the same. Yeah, I'm riding Motown Phenom. Underdog shot. I love it. I love it when you shoot for underdogs. I, I won't be joining you, but the story would be fantastic. It's a triumphant return over a you know, a, a good quality opponent, Kevin Lee back in the mix. I'm hoping for it. If Renat wins by getting 14 minutes of control time and landing 12 significant strikes and Kevin Lee threw like six punches the whole fight and they shoved it on the prelims, man, that would be a big bummer. It it would be a super big bummer. Um, so let's not even put that out into the ether. It's not what's going to happen. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. Uh, the Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know, just a, a few weeks ago, we saw Amanda Nunez, the great Amanda Nunez, retire from MMA. And everyone 
so quick to run, sprint to their computers, to their media outlets, however they get off their opinions, their takes, and tell me, look me dead in the eyes, and tell me the women's featherweight division is dead. The goal. You say, Amanda Nunez is gone. She's leaving. I say, Yana Santos still has to fight Carol Hosa. That's right. That's right. And last I checked, they're going to be weighing in at the ripe weight of 145 pounds. Last I checked, that takes place in the women's featherweight division of the UFC. You Perhaps say the, the featherweight final fight of all time. You say the featherweight division's dead. I say we're just getting started. Perhaps the final women's featherweight fight of all time in inside the UFC. Then let's send it out with a bang, baby. I mean, so Ten units, Carol Hosa. <laughs> oh, it won't be the final women's featherweight fight because in two weeks, three weeks, we've got Norman yes, Dumont versus Norman Chelsea Dumont. Chandler. I've actually, I've actually already bet on Norman Dumont for that fight as an underdog. Yes. I'm trying to yes. see if we have any other upcoming women's if that's because I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, that is gonna be the final women's featherweight fight. I unless you're counting bantamweight fights where people miss weight, that's gonna be the last one. Oh yeah, and look at that closing line value. That little CLV I've already got on Norman Dumont. She's already lost the plus sign next to her name. I mean, I'm just a friggin' sniper at the one forty five women's division. I mean, I mean, that's. I think that's why that I'm losing so much this year. Sniper move right here. What's that's why your I'm, sniper move for this 145. That's why fight? I'm losing so much money because there hasn't been as many 145 women's fights. Like that's my bread and butter. That's how I made all my money last year. Uh, yeah, the sniper move is to stay the f away from this fight. <laughs> I mean, who's trusting Carol Hosa? I her mean, last, her last I three fights. I trust her at a better price, but I won't trust her at almost minus two hundred. Her last fight, minus two fifty, or three fights ago, minus two fifty loss to Sarah McMahon. Next fight, minus four hundred. She did her best. She did her damnedest to lose to Lena Landsberg, giving points away and whatnot. Wins a, a, a majority decision, and then last night out, even odds loses against Norma Dumont. Just no way. Yeah. There's just no way I'm I'm laying almost minus two hundred on her to beat Giannis Santos here. No way. No way. Yeah, I think that that's pretty reasonable. Uh, I do think Hosa's going to win for what it's worth. I mean, she's younger. Santos is just not as good a fighter, I don't think. But God knows, I I could not believe in this fight to put money down on it. Uh, if you're not, if you are not going to bet on the Norman Dumont fight. I mean, you just, you, you got to have some respect for the 145 pound. I mean, I'll probably throw something down there just because it's the last one ever. Got to send it out. But since I know that this is not the last one ever, I will not be placing a wager on it. Uh Oh man, I thought we had two for a second on that card. Oh, I thought we had two. Aylin Perez, Ashley Evan Smith is 135. Damn. I mean, it could be two. We don't know if they're going to make weight. Sheesh. Our boy Tyson Nam is back, though. That might be the resurrection of flyweight unders. I mean, Tyson Nam is the king. King of flyweight unders. Um, all right. 
let's keep it rolling uh, to another fight that I'm just chomping at the bit for women's flyweight bout. Ivana Petrovic taking on Luana Carolina. It is the UFC debut for Petrovic. And what better place to have that debut than in the friendly confines of the UFC Apex? Right now, debuting Petrovic can be had for minus 210. Luana Carolina coming back plus 180. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much right now. I have nothing on this fight. There's no way I'm doing this. Uh, I almost bet Petrovic, but then I looked at myself and was like, oh, I definitely shouldn't be laying minus 210 on a UFC debutante who's, like, pretty bad. Um, Petrovic's a good grappler, um, but she is very uncomfortable on the feet. You watch any of her recent fights, she gets hit a decent amount up there. She leaves her chin up there. Uh, and she just kind of works through, gets the grappling going. If this fight hits the floor, she is going to run right over Luana Carolina. But I don't know if it will. Uh, I, I think it will, but I shouldn't be laying money on on a UFC debutante who has this clearly defined of a weakness, even against a subpar opponent like Luana Carolina. Pass. Uh, yeah, I mean, no brainer. That's If you're looking at this fight to bet, unless you just have like the most insane edge, you're like, this is feel really good about this. This is where you just take the step back and you're just like, yeah, there's like a billion UFC fights every year. I can I can hold off on this one. Uh, we keep it rolling though. Men's featherweight bout, Joe Anderson Brito taking on debutante Weston Wilson. Right now, you can have Joe Anderson Brito for the short price of minus 1,400. Weston Wilson coming back at plus 850. Uh, like the third or fourth time we've said it, this card. Uh, yeah, don't I don't know why this fight is happening. I mean, I get we need Joe Anderson Brito to fight someone, I suppose, but uh, yeah, I mean Joe Anderson Brito is just gonna run through him. Pretty much submit uh, him, knock him out. It's, yeah, it's written in this like it's Joe Anderson Brito is going to win this fight. Yep, and none of you should bet on this at these odds. (laughs) This is just Uh, outrageous. Yes, please, yeah. Don't. uh, Minus 1,400 is going to do nothing for your parlay. Yeah, I mean, 14 of Wilson's last 15 ended in the first round. Three of those, he was was finished in the first round. I just, he's fighting just absolute cans. He went 0-3 in LFA. Went 0-3 in LFA, so now he's getting, like, a decent prospect in the UFC. Yeah, uh, it's probably going to go poorly for him. Like, Joe Anderson Brito can, like, knock your lights out and submit you. Like, he pushes in in a really nice pace. 12 of his 14 wins are by finish. Yeah, I took the under one and a half. I I don't think this lasts long. I think think you're probably correct, so I I don't mind you. Next up, heavyweight bout, Alexander Romanov taking on Blagoy Ivanov. You remember just a few episodes we had hype on Alexander Romanov? Sure do. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, I can tell you this. Alexander Romanov will not take another dollar of my with my hard-earned money. I can promise you that. I was on him. <laughs> I was on him against Alexander Volkov, and uh, yeah, I was... Probably, that's probably my worst bet of the year so far. 
You, you feel it's that bad? Wow. Did you watch the Romanov Volkov fight? It was, uh, I mean, I'm just, I, I feel like there had to have been other really bad bets, though. We've had so many of them, Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's for sure. I'm not denying that. But, uh, yeah, Romanov, like, I was just like, wow. Wait, didn't I say, or, oh, uh, Lipsky against Cachoeira. If that was this year, that was also another just god awful bet. <laughs> yeah. And we've had yeah, some year. Not really good at this whole betting thing, huh? I'm glad they gave us a podcast about gambling. We're doing so great. You know what sucks is that like all time on the MMA or I'm still like plus 55 units. I wish I had gotten to the plus 55 units in reverse order. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I started shitty and now I'm just on like a crazy hot streak. That would have been way cooler. Uh, yeah, because like I'm getting flamed out there. Everyone's just like, you're the worst MMA better I've ever seen. I'm like, come on. It's not that bad, guys. We're kind of, you know, you know, six how to get back. Streak. You know how to get back on the winning track? You just bet heavyweight over. Because Blackwell Ivanov is the patron saint of heavyweight over. Does he have a, a finish in the UFC? Seven decisions, seven fights. Perfect. Right. This man is going to fight for 15 minutes. Win, lose, or draw. Uh, three five minute rounds. Will be had when Blackwell Ivanov is out there. Right now, that price on the over uh, is over one and a half. They're not even giving you two and a half, despite Blackwell decision. Ivanov is out there minus two hundred five for the over one and a half, smashing that. And Connor, you said something that I disagree with. Not because you're wrong, not because uh, anything else other than that I'm an idiot. But Alexander Romanov will get some more of my money. I'm betting him in this fight because Ivanov won't finish him. Ivanov is not going to Volkov him. Ivanov is going to do Ivanov things. Romanov just needs two takedowns in this fight. Just two of them win, win the decision as this gets into a slappy, terrible heavyweight fight. I think he's good enough to do it. Ivanov is a, a thousand years old, it feels like. And this is just going to go long. Give me the younger, the bigger, the more athletic dude uh, at minus 135. Is it a dumb bet? Absolutely. But otherwise, I'd have like three bets on this fight card. So That's okay, though. Where I, think, I think we need to change this, this terrible, toxic uh, thing that like we have to have a bunch of bets on a fight card. I mean, I would like more than three, so I. That's why. That's why I always have more bets because I'm just like more, more, no more, no more. So you're on Romanov and the over. Yep, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm Lugoy doubling up on a heavyweight round. fight. Just Lugoy, feeling great. Lugoy is starching him in the first round. <laughs> Honestly, that would just be impressive. But that's not what Blagoy does. Blagoy someone fights for my money for 15 full minutes. Someone shared this. Uh, I'm having a hard time remembering who right now, but uh, Alexander Romanov <laughs> posted the worst hype video of all time on his Instagram. It's just like a slideshow of different pictures of him set to uh, set to some terrible dubstep song. Sounds electric. Yeah, he posted it. If you if you have the chance, please go to Alexander Romanov's Instagram. Posted it two days ago. I guess it was like a hype up for the fight. Uh, a lot of people commenting fire emojis. Uh, it is not fire. 
It is not we, fire. And are we sure it's that, not fire? I need you to go watch it. I'm I'm watching it right now. I mean, there's one picture with the Shaka bro, another picture with a fitted backwards hat, sunglasses, and the belt. Another picture with that same outfit. Another picture where he just has a hood over his eyes. I mean, a picture of lion combat gloves, and then we're back to the Shaka bro. I, this is a. Uh... This is an interesting, not a single picture here of him shirtless, of him like actually in fight gear. I mean, what was he, 265 last year? I mean, last fight? Yeah, you could, you can't put like one of a photo of him walking out or anything, just, just living his life. Man, now I'm going down King Kong's Instagram. Dude, he looks fat. I mean, that's all we need. Uh, look, it doesn't matter. Blago Ivanov is not exactly winning a bodybuilding competition either. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I'd like to see Romanov get a little hype back on him because, man, it fell off quick. It was fun when we thought he was going to do something. That was a, a fun, like, three months when we thought Heavyweight had another young up-and-coming contender. From Moldova, I almost went to a Moldovan restaurant for this guy. That's that's how much hype there was on him. I mean, uh, it can come back. The comeback, still young, still a young man, still got a lot to prove. Still lot, young lot to develop. Still young. Uh, he is definitely still young. He is now. Was he 32? on the main? Was he on the main card of that Tiber uh, with for that Tiber fight? Uh, I mean, that no, sounds no, like prelims, a prelims. that sounds like a thing that might be. But now true. he's he is shoved. On the dude, he was he shoved the second fight of the night. Mm. Mm. He's had some big. weird fights. He's gonna have to earn his way back up, but he's gonna do it. I believe in King Kong. I'm still riding the train. Last but not least, lightweight bout: Garam Kutaladze. Kutateladze. There's a lot of T's in there versus Elves Brenner. Um. Yeah, I parlayed Garam at minus 400 with Bonfim minus 300. I just think Garam is better maybe wherever this fight goes. Like, yes, I know Brenner surprised a lot of people against the Kugov. I just kind of feel like Takugov is everything Garam is, or Garam is everything Takugov is not. Like, Takugov is kind of like lackadaisical. You don't really know if he's like all in. Garam is very dedicated to the sport, mm. very talented. Very talented. I think he gets it done. Like the bet, uh, if I had more parlay pieces, I would have parlayed uh, Kutataladze up as well. But there was nothing else. Looking at over unders, looking at everything, nothing else. I even felt very good about. So, just gonna let him exist in the ether. Sure. Uh, I will say before we close, because I mean we're through. We've done the whole card, Connor. I'm I'm gonna throw a one dollar bet out. Just a one dollar of parlay for. Abis Magomedov, Demiris Magulov, Renat uh, Fakratinov. And, you know, you can have either Alexander Romanov or Blagoy Ivanov in the Av parlay since they are facing off against each other. Both do have the Avs in it. I opted to go Blagoy Ivanov because I'm already, this parlay already has two counters, two bets I'm making. So parlaying up those four guys plus 1,300. We'll see if the cash is out. Just get a little lucky. The OVs fighting each other doesn't cancel out the OV 
No, I think you just got to pick one. I think you got to pick one of the offs, and I picked Blagoy since I'm already... Why not? Well, what about Ivana Petrov? Ick. I didn't... Uh, I didn't... I, I was thinking offs to end. I didn't even consider that. Don't you could convince me I'm supposed to add that one in there. I mean, I got an OV staring me straight I mean, in the that, face. That's an OV right in the face. Okay, let me see if I add Ivana in. What are we getting here? Where is Ivana? Add Ivana in, and that comes up to plus 1902. Well, we guess it has to be done. That's science. Uh, $1 into 19 claims there. I mean, seems like a good bet as far as I'm concerned. And that concludes the worst episode of No Bets Part History. 51 was not quite as magical as 50. Look, it's not our fault. Uh, this is a pretty poor card. <laughs> but next week, Connor. Next week. Next week for real, for real. International Fight Week. I cannot wait for this one. Alexander Volkanovsky taking on Yair Rodriguez. Brandon Moreno taking on Alejandro Pantoja. Uh, Drikas Duplessis taking on Robert Whitaker. Let's Bo go. Nickel. Your DDP, Team DDP. I want him to win because I want DDP versus Izzy. Uh, DDP Robert if DDP beats Robert Whitaker uh, the MMA Twitter space is going to melt it'll be I'm gonna be betting him just a teaser uh, you're gonna do DDP and Yair I'm gonna be betting both of those young young men uh, any underdog in the co-main event uh, I mean do we want to just give away the whole episode now <laughs> Alejandro Pantoja I will not I, I will not be betting uh, Alejandro Pantoja I actually probably should, as I have a Brandon Moreno future bet as champion. So it probably would be a good hedge with pants. Uh, but let me consider that for a money standpoint. Trishon Gore? Big dog. I don't Big know. We're going to... Uh, oh, God, no. We're not betting against <laughs> my nickel. Sorry. Jalen <laughs> no, Turner's no. back. Robbie Lawler retirement fight. My man! Jack Della Madalena. Sean Brady has a damn good fight. Uh, damn tough fight. Damn good fight. Tough fight for both guys. This is a tale of two cards. Straight up, it is a tale of two cards. Uh, this is, you know, this is just the appetizer to get the palates wet for 290, and I'm I'm ready. The first seven is meh. It's like meh. Like looking at it. It builds. It's meh. It, I mean, it doesn't build. It fucking rockets off with that Sean Brady, JDM fight. And then we go Robbie Lawler, Nico Price, Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner, DDP, Robert Whitaker, Bo Nickel, Treshawn Gore, Alejandro Bantoja versus Brandon Moreno, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Jerry Rodriguez. Like the, I mean, I am talking tale of two cards. First seven, meh. Last seven, I am electric. I am high on. Cannot wait. It's going to be fantastic. Cannot wait. See you next That's week. That's that. That's that. Uh, UFC Apex 76 on Strickland uh, versus Avis Magomedov. Can't wait. Dead heat of the 13 straight event stretch. Whatever the fuck it is. Uh, next week, International Fight Week. Talk then. Love y'all.
You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. <laughs> 